Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So I know I've come to the podcast before for gift giving ideas, but I feel like now is like, it's still kind of later, but it's still before Christmas. Is it? It might be right at Christmas. However, I'm still asking because unfortunately for my kiddo, there's Christmas and then nine days later, it's her birthday. And so we're creating her list right now. She's a little bit older, so she's going to be turning six. And historically, it's just been like, what do we want to get her for Christmas? Because she doesn't really understand like what to ask for. And there's a weird dynamic now with kids because... We don't do a ton of screen time and she doesn't watch like cable network TV ever. And the only cartoon she watches are on Netflix and there's no commercials. And so I think that there's like a huge missed like marketing chance for children, which I love actually, because as, when we were kids, like there were tons We knew of what all the toys were. We right. knew where we all knew the, what toys the toys were. were. There were commercials. People were talking about it, everything. Well, she doesn't have that same opportunity. And like, we don't go to the mall in the same way that we used to. And like, if we're running into Target, like we just don't go down the toy aisle. It's just never been our thing. And so she's, of course, learning more and more about what's popular because she's in school now. And that's just going to continue to happen. But what we had her do was go through the Target catalog and the Amazon catalog and like circle all the things that she wants. And we told her like, you can circle 10 things in each catalog. And then I want you to go back through and like put a heart around the things that you like really, really love. And so seeing some of the things that she circled was just hilarious. But now that she's a little bit older, Brian wants to, like, he said he wants to do something big, like do something big. She's old enough to understand that there's something big. It's something really cool. But I'm like, okay, like what? Like, like literally like what? Like, like a bike? Like, but she doesn't know how to ride her bike yet. She's still, she just took her training wheels off. And so we don't want to get her a new bike until she's like figured it out. And so we're kind of at a loss. I don't really know what her like big present is. She circled a, you know, a battery operated like vehicle that you drive, like that she sits in. And those are massive. And like, where would I store that? 
I do think she would love it. We're on a dead end street. She could drive all around our neighborhood. It would be super cool. She could drive it to the park. That would be really cool. But for my issue is storage is 100% storage. They're big, but they're not that big. They're I would really not- big. They're like almost the size of a dining room table. Like no. Would, yes. No. Huge. I think like a Jeep. Well, sh- sure, but I think your what you're thinking in your head versus reality is a little bit different. I would get a tape measure, I would look up the dimensions and then like go put tape in your garage to see if you have a spot that you could even park it. I don't think we do. Mm. It's crazy. I don't know. That's so hard. Well, I think because this will only work for so long, I would also, if you just need like filler things, I was seeing get the kids the things that they want and I that also end up in the trash Mm -hmm. on purpose. So like get them the like fancy fruit snacks or the really cool kids toothpaste or like Things that are just part of her every day, but like, I don't know about big. I don't know about big. I don't know about big. Experience. My other struggle is, so I've put everything in a wish list and I need to divvy up. What is Santa getting? What are we getting for Christmas? What are we getting for her birthday? And then what's left that we can like suggest to grandparents? Okay. Is she scared of big animals? Yeah. Okay. Because I was about her age when my uncle got me, like, just a couple horseback riding lessons. And oh, I, no, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. that would not happen. <laughs> Mostly mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of big animals. And so I would not, I would not want to be a part of that. But she has already spoken up about how she was like, I will never ride a horse. Oh. And I was right. like, yeah, okay. I hear you. I feel you. Well, she's doing gymnastics. Is there another class that, like, are you wanting to expand her activities in any way? Or you feel like she's busy enough? I mean, I feel like she's busy enough. <laughs> I'm the lazy parent. But that's also not how it works. Like, she's already she's already moved up a level. And you have to do enough classes before you can move up another level. Like, there's just you just can't do what you want there. And we, I mean, we have her in gymnastics. And someone's getting her. A tumble mat? Well, we already have the tumble mat. We have like okay. the nugget that she uses for her tumble mat. She does okay. that downstairs in the basement. So I don't know. I don't know what to get her. And it's, I still need to decide what my filters are for like, so some people, Santa only always brings like clothes or like necessities and Santa doesn't bring like, you know, electronics. And I'm a big believer that like Santa should not bring electronics because like if another kid got like socks from Santa and Santa brought you an iPad, like that seems pretty shitty. And so I have to decide like, what is our standard for what Santa's going to bring? And then I want to give her something cool. Like if that I'm the parent, like I want to be able to give her something cool. So we don't want to send all the cool gifts to the grandparents. And then we have to divvy it up between Christmas and her birthday. And so it just, there's a lot of filtering that has to happen and it's stressful. <laughs> 
So I don't know. I don't know. If you have a good standard of gift giving for your kiddos or something. It's going to be a little late when they hear this, baby. I will take my advice for next year. I will take the advice for next year, though, because every year it stresses me out and I don't know what to (laughs) do. I wish I had a good idea. My, I mean, everything I can think of is experience based. So it's like taking her to a pottery painting class or. I just still feel like she's also kind of young for that. Yeah, I do feel is there, like is seven, the eight, nine Overland Park, the kitchen, the what do they call it? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's an old OP. Do they have like a kids beginner cooking class? Or I don't think so. I think I, I did look at that because we walked in there during Fall Fest and I don't think they have kids anything. But That's again, okay. I, I do feel like she's still too young for that because like she can't read fully and like some of the math stuff. I want her to be able to be more because just knowing my kiddo, she gets like super frustrated if she doesn't know how to do the thing and like requires too much assistance because she just like wants to do everything herself. But then if she can't, she gets really frustrated. And so I have to like be mindful of the type of events for her. Yeah. She's kind of this weird in between where she's not Mm -hmm. a toddler anymore, Mm -hmm. but she's not. But she's 100%. She wants an Apple watch and an iPad and a phone. And I'm like, what? life do you think you're living? That she just wants to be like mama. Oh, 100%. She wants literally it. everything like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Santa could get you guys matching outfits every year. <laughs> we did do matching shoes last year and we always do matching pajamas for Christmas Eve. And her and I got matching Adidas shoes. That's super cute. But yeah, she, uh, so we're in a family group chat and it's on, it's with my dad, my stepmom, and my brother. And it's called Fam Bam. And she like sees it on my phone all the time. So she's like, oh, that's Fam Bam. Like tell everyone I said hi. So literally this morning she comes into my closet and she was like, um, do you maybe think that like when I get my phone, <laughs> you could add me to Fam Bam so I could text my family? And I was like, I don't know. That's not happening. <laughs> like in some years. Sure. <laughs> but like I, world do you think you live in? <laughs> it's just, I, it stresses me out because like, cell phones didn't do anything like they weren't smart until we were in college anyway well, and like getting a phone was such a big deal when we were younger oh, and no. it's just not such a big deal to them anymore because so no. many people have them right so she's just like yeah give me a phone <laughs> like no it's so weird I mean no. I mean I get it but I don't I don't get mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. Anyway, I will. I'm gonna rack my brain. If I see anything, let me know. Epic. I'll let you know. She's a hard cookie to crack because she's advanced, mm-hmm. but also like she's still only five, six. I know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Lord. Healthy. So there's been a lot of discussions lately in our incubator coaching about how to handle what happens when leads are lower, but like, that's only part of the conversation. Because I don't necessarily want to focus on leads in this specific podcast, I want to focus on as you're looking at a bunch of different ideas and things you could pursue to sell the different offers, different packages, how do you know what's right? And like, what fits into the mix of what you're already doing? And what is going to lead you down a path that's going to be even more challenging than where you are now? Yeah. Yeah. These conversations are always super interesting for me because I think that 
when we feel like we're kind of in a rut, we feel like we need to like think really far outside of the box. And I do love innovation. I do. When we are in a season to be able to create something new and it makes sense. But when we're in a season and where we need a cash injection or we want to start the year off with a bang, it's not necessarily always the best thing to start with something brand new because something brand new takes a lot of behind the scenes work and planning and re-education and re-establishing. And you're kind of starting with like baseline zero. And instead, we like to talk to our clients and walk them through how to look at what you're already offering or who you've already been talking to in a completely new way. How can you do the same thing, but in a different room? Or how could you do the same thing, but through some sort of different sense of urgency lens and talking about the same thing that you offer? Because at the end of the day, if you are, especially if you already have a system or process around the thing that you've already been delivering and selling and pricing. So much easier to stay in that lane. Do not reinvent something else. I really encourage you. It's not about thinking inside the box. It's just about spinning the box in a different direction, I think, because it's the same thing from a different viewpoint. (laughs) Yeah. Because the mistake I see people making is they're like, oh, I need something new. And so like, then try to come up with this brand new offer, brand new package, brand new thing. And it's like, but now you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Not only have you never delivered it, so you don't know how to sell it. You don't know what messaging is right. But you don't have any of the behind the scenes inner workings or operations. And so if you do sell it, you're distracted building all the operations and it's not actually aiding you all that much because sure it may it may have brought in cash but if you are spending so much additional time building all the systems in place are you just going to end up back exactly where you were and and that can be really frustrating so how do you take an existing offer and and put a new lens on it so let's start first with the putting it in a different room Yeah. So we were having this conversation with some clients yesterday about how people were feeling that they had tapped out their inner circle. They had come to friends. They had come to the network that they had already existed and their friends were trying their damnedest to get them some leads or some referrals. And they just felt like I'd already kind of used this space. And other people were bringing up examples of like, I've been in this networking event forever and it's not bringing me anything new. Or I was a part of this organization for forever and I I just don't understand what else I need to be doing. And when we're feeling that, when we've actually done what we need to do to use that space for what we can use it for, which that's the first assessment. Usually it's like after years, by the way. Years years and years and years, not two emails. Okay. So (laughs) after years and really, truly like using it for what it's worth. Yeah. There's going to be a time where your business has kind of outgrown that circle or outgrown those people and those connections. So you have to get yourself in different rooms. So we were talking with a client yesterday who she knows that her ideal clients are in a town about 30 to 45 minutes away. And she's willing to drive to that town and kind of network and do the things and do projects and do stuff. We're like, great, join organizations in that town, join groups that are within that city, join a club, join a church, join a networking event, join, go take a workout class, go join a studio, go do something in that space for you to start to be intertwined into those communities. And she had said something where she was like messaging some friends who live in that area who were like, yeah, one day I'll connect to you. And I'm like, nope, there has to be some urgency of like, I'm going to be in town next Tuesday. Can you send me their email so I can take them to coffee? Like it is a very like 
we're making this happen, Captain. We're not waiting around. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to, especially if you're trying to enter a new room, you don't necessarily have to have a warm introduction on the first go round. Right. You need to go in and find just a handful of people. And those handful of people can go and introduce you to a whole new group. But the thing is, if the person you were trying to utilize to get into a new circle is part of the group that's tapped out, they're not going to be as helpful as you think they're going to be. They're just not. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying people don't want to be helpful. They do. They really do. But like, if they've been the kind of person who's been introducing you to people for years, they're thinking of the same people they've been thinking of the whole time. And they're also out of ideas for you. And so you need to be re-entering society, so to speak, and finding completely like people you've never talked to. I've had more conversations with people I've never met in my life in the last 60, 90 days than I have in probably the last five years. And the only way that was possible was by giving myself opportunities to enter new rooms. And, and for one side, it's very hyper-localized. It's like, okay, I'm going to drive to a different town. I'm going to involve myself in an organization that has a great reputation. I'm, I'm going to insert myself and I'm not going to go to everything, but like, I'm going to go to enough things that I meet a handful of new people that can introduce me to a handful of new people. But you can also do this completely online. We've been utilizing LinkedIn to have a, a new kind of networking approach. And it's been really interesting using that channel. Is every conversation gone as well as it could? No. But like, I have met some really interesting people that I, there's no way in no way I would have ever met this person. Right. Never. Right. Ever. <laughs> and we live in different parts of the country. Uh, we do different things. And it's been really interesting watching that all unfold. But I am confident that the entering of the new room is the step in the right direction. And yeah. with that specific strategy, it's not always as quick as you want it to be. So I need mm-hmm. you to be mindful that like, this is a Three to, six, three to six months before mm-hmm. you're going to start to see a return. It's quicker than a blog content or email oh, content. So strategy. much quicker. Like we're talking three to six months before you, you mm-hmm. land a significant project and get something in the door that's really going to be yeah. beneficial to you versus what you're saying with blog and email. Like it could be multiple years before yeah. you nurture someone in the right direction with that. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, In contrast, instead of entering a new room, how do you take what you've already been selling and sell it in a new or different way Mm -hmm. so that it feels new, Mm -hmm. even if it's not new at all? My favorite way, absolute favorite way to do this is to literally just switch up the messaging, but also create a lens of urgency. And the urgency does need to be real, like the limitedness about it or the timing about it does need to be real. I'm not in the camp of creating fake urgency for things. But we often forget, especially if we've been selling something for a while, that there is an urgency or there is a limited approach to it. So for example, Depending on what offers you're working one-on-one, you might only be able to be able to do two of those or one or four in a month. Or what is the actual amount of clients that you can work with in a certain time frame for that project? Have you actually communicated with your audience or your network that you're quickly booking and you only have four spots available for this specific thing? And I know this will be perfect for you because I saw this. So let's hop on a quick chat and talk about your plans for 2023. Have you done that? Have you done that? <laughs> yeah, I I think that giving it a new messaging lens is always an interesting thing because it's really easy as a service provider to get in a rut of like, okay, 
I need more discovery calls. So I'm going to say, I need, like, I'm now booking calls, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, if you're always talking about the call, but you're never talking about the service, like what happens if you really focus on the service? And if, if you always focus on the service, then do you need to focus more on the problem? And okay, let's talk more about the problem. If you focused on the problem, do you need to talk more about the solution? Like there's different angles literally to the same offer. And you likely habitually, whether you realize it or not, tend to focus on 10% of it right, right, <laughs> and right. go to the same thing because mm-hmm. it has been working for you. Yeah. And that's great. But like, it's surprising when you literally just focus on one other aspect of yeah. it, that it'll appeal to it a completely different so group. Fresh and so different for your audience where that might be the one thing that catches someone's eye in an email or in a message to them, or maybe you do make a post about it. And there's some people just like, soaking in what you're saying and one different angle of you talking about it is like, oh, that hits me in a different way and I'm actually going to take action now. Or even like, how does it apply in this season is the other lens Mm -hmm. I like to think of. And so like, for instance, we have a couple clients who are professional organizers and it's really easy when you're in that realm to get hyper-focused on, you know, people who are just moving or, you know, spring cleaning, organizing, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But like, what happens if you were like, really focused on putting holiday decor away? (laughs) Like, uh, you know, did you buy a new tree this year? Uh, Do you have any idea how you're going to get it in your attic? We're Mm going to come in and help. And then all of a sudden, it's like all these people that have been kind of ignoring you because they've been living in the same house for five years, right? Are now like, wait, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's help with that yeah Mm -hmm. and so part of it is you pointing out what feels obvious to you Mm -hmm. yeah because and maybe to help you with this go have a conversation with a good friend and just kind of start talking about all the features and ask them to stop you when something you're saying feels new to them because yeah. they're paying attention enough mm-hmm. to know what you've kind of been doing. And so mm-hmm. you may not even be able to hear it, but yes. have a spouse or a close friend help you figure that out. Well, and even if it like doesn't specifically apply to them, but like what's the coolest feature about what you do yeah. to them? Yeah. And like, has that been something that you've created any sort of messaging around? And we, the lens I want you to have is so much of the experimental mindset and you know, culture of curiosity in this space, because I'm not saying that like every angle is going to be effective or it's going to work. And that's why not doing something new is so critical. Exactly. Because you also don't know that your new thing is going to work. Because then you're like, okay, well, this angle didn't take off. No problem. Try a different one. But but I've still, it's still been the thing you've been offering for two years. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Now, when would you entertain what I like to call like a parallel offer or an additional offer that applies to the same audience that you're already selling to. When I get on chats with people I've already worked with and I want to chat about their plans for 2023 and what they say is something that I can serve them. I wouldn't try to come up with the ancillary offer until I talk to some people first. Okay. So what does that look like? I think it's important to, Anytime you're entertaining the idea of adding additional services, 
you knowing what your people need is critical. Like you making all these assumptions about what you think they need is only so helpful. Not, not that you don't see the need for sure. As an owner, operator, service provider, you are going to see people's needs all the time, Mm -hmm. but what you deem important and what they deem important are not necessarily the same thing. And so when we create something new, I really enjoy getting on the phone and hearing from people. What are you looking for? What are you hoping to accomplish? Where do you feel like you need the most help and assistance? But, you know, I'm quizzing them less on, hey, I have this idea. What do you think of my idea? And more on, hey, what are your plans? And what what are your challenges? And what are your obstacles? That's what I mean. Because you don't, even if you have a kind of idea of what it could be, I need you to listen first. Like it kind of goes back to the discovery call days, even though you've already worked with this person. And we were talking with a client yesterday where you're not going to frame it up as a discovery call. You're literally like, it's a new year. I want to chat about what ideas you have for this upcoming year. What projects, what's on your mind? Literally like caring about what they're going to be doing in 2023, listening and being really intentional about paying attention to the things that you could actually help them with. Yeah. And it's weird because they're like, I think you can get caught up in your head of, well, you've set some hard boundaries and, and now you're not getting, giving your time away for free. And so like, why would you hop on all these calls and not charge them? And it's like, cause it's for you, baby. Yeah. And you're just <laughs> listening. Like don't create a fucking action plan. And yeah, no, 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 no. Like listen. we're not, you're not coaching them. You're right. just listening and having a conversation. And if anything, you're treating them like a human being and a real friend and you're actually catching up and like doing something that simultaneously is benefiting your business as much as it is filling your cup and like making you feel like you're a part of something that matters. Yep. Yep. Well, and we do this and it's really interesting. And we got incredible feedback from a client who just wrapped our sales strategy intensive is a customized playbook based on the needs of the offer that you are either refining or taking to market as well as the needs of your financial goals, your actual market for that offer, that your timeline, your network, your a- available resources, et cetera. We do a big research and deep dive behind the scenes to present to you the sales and marketing game plan that's going to be effective for you and your goals. The only way for us to do that is to actually listen to what you say and what you need and not put the, here's exactly what we would do with our resources and our skills on paper, because that's not going to be effective for you, but create something that's actually custom for you. And we heard from a client who recently just wrapped our sales strategy intensive, who she was like, that was the, one of the most surprising aspects of working with us for that specific offer is it didn't feel like a cookie cutter strategy. It didn't feel like we were just kind of presenting like, here's what could work. It was very intentional of listening to what she needed and what she was already bringing to the table. And how could we package that in a plan that made sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't Which if you want us to do that for you, we, we can, we, we can only, we can only do two of those in a month and we are booking for 2023. So True. you want to reach out. No, no. slash waitlist. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that plug, Emily. <laughs> I've never been a fan of cookie credit strategy so much. So one of my projects in college was 
a cookie cutter neighborhood where I actually took photos of cookies in a neighborhood and uh, like merged them together. And yes, I hated it. And so I, this is a deep rooted hate. <laughs> and so, although I did get some really cute ones to like wrap with my Christmas packages, story for another day. <laughs> I also crumble cookie. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like this could go south so quickly. So I'm trying to get a stack on task. I'll save it for the next top of an episode. Okay. All right. All right. That you guys are friends now. I love that for you. <laughs> so when you're looking at your offers and thinking, okay, I could do any and all the things. The thing I ultimately am trying to save you from save you from yourself rather (laughs) is you will likely not just once, not just twice, but likely many times every single year you run an operative (laughs) business, (laughs) come across an idea that feels fun, Mm -hmm. feels exciting, that feels like it could be really cool to entertain. Mm -hmm. And you may even be motivated to go after it. But I need you to develop a lens. It takes time. I need Mm -hmm. you to develop a lens to understand, does this mean I have to start over from scratch? And you may not want to be that critical because you want to be a hopeless romantic Mm -hmm. and optimistic about where it will go. And your time. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not always going to be worth it. And so I want you to be able to look at these ideas and really put them through the lens of would I have to build an entirely new audience for this offer mm-hmm. and get real with yourself on that. Yes. What does it require an entirely different volume of sales that I'm not used to? Mm-hmm. Like do would I have to sell hundreds or thousands of them instead of two yep. or four of them? Yeah. I just want to save you from yourself because especially right now, especially yep. in this season, it is so much easier. It, it's not that it's not challenging, but mm-hmm. it is so much easier to maintain or sustain the business you have yep. than it is to start something that is yep. brand new. Well, especially going back to when you said, you know, will you need hundreds, if not thousands of something, if you're going to sell something at a lower price, I think the thing that people don't pay attention to when they want to entertain that ideas, they're sitting here and they're tired. And I hear you, you're maybe close to burnt out. You're tired with how things are going. And you're like spending all of this time, like to try to get leads or have conversations and get people into my packages. And maybe if I had a lower price, I would save time and people would commit faster. But the problem is that we don't think about is that that time spending that you're spending right now, trying to network and nurture and get on the phone and like build relationships and connections and have conversations that time just gets reallocated to different marketing expenses and time and tactics. And the time isn't saved. The time doesn't go away. It literally just comes from here to over here where you're just literally doing different things in order to get sales. And so I want you to just have a really deep and long, hard conversation with yourself of, you're not going to be saving the time. And I will argue that you will actually be spending more time and you will be spending more money if you chase something at a lower price and higher quantity, then you will, if you continue to refine and shift and evolve where you're already doing and selling to people who you've already sold to. 
The time doesn't go away. It's not saved. It's just reallocated. So how do you want to spend that time? Ultimately, that's the question. So I would love to guide you on that process of figuring out the strategy that is going to be helpful for you and to match the goals that you have for 2023. If you know your financial goal for 2023, the offers that you've already been selling, we want to work together to really figure out a sales strategy playbook for you. And a part of a lot of that entails really doing a deep dive into your sales and finance, your historical data. We like to base every strategy that we present with clients with facts, what has already happened, what can be easily predicted to happen, and then how do we connect those things so that reality actually comes to fruition for you and really spark some new ideas and new strategies that maybe you haven't thought of that that we can shift and help make happen for you. So if that sounds interesting, if you want to just even chat with Abigail about whether that's right for you, if something like that would make sense, just go to bossproject.com slash waitlist, check the sales strategy intensive, and she'll know kind of what questions to poke your brain with when you guys chat, just to see if something like that makes sense for you or if another project makes more sense. So bossproject.com slash waitlist. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.